episode 44 of the Potter Vision podcast. Now, what an episode this is. If you're enjoying the podcast, this is your weekly reminder. Leave a review if you've not done so uh, already. Uh, tell a friend. If you want to support us further, why not check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision. We're also going on tour. You can visit pottervision.com for all our tour dates. Anyway, that's been 27 seconds of our time. Here's episode 44. Maidens and gentlemen, and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every week Tom Lawrenson and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we read a chapter of the Harry Potter books and discuss them together. How long are you going to keep that up for? It's finished. <laughs> right now. Never again. Never again, he says. That was your one chance to do it, and you've wasted it. Oh. You've wasted it, and you've lost us about a hundred. And 20 listeners. Oh, well, come back. Come back to being Northern Accent Me. We're on episode 44. We're on book three, by the way. Mm. Prisoner of Azkaban. Chapter nine, Grim Defeat. By the way, I tried to say I'd be there waiting for you to come back into my life and tell me what you've been up to. Oh, I've got a funny story for you today. I've got a funny story. Sometimes. You tell your funny story then. I'll tell you all my sad story. Go. That's the way it works. You tempt them in with a bit of comedy and then one-two punch with tragedy. So here's my story. Today is my penultimate day at work. Right. And we were going to have an open day with all the year sixes coming. But because of Covid, it was cancelled. Right. And so now what we've done instead is we've put these transition bags together with little postcards, little messages... And today I had to deliver a load. It was my whole day, basically. I went to ten different schools, dropping off the bags, dropping off the postcards, right? I go to one school, right? And on the way in, there's kids in a playground and there's a big fence keeping them in, right? And they go, excuse me, mister, excuse me, mister. Will you give us back our shoe? Right. So one kid, somehow his shoe had been thrown over the fence. And I said, oh, I'll come back in a minute. I might do it in a minute. Just trying to, like, fob them off because I think I shouldn't be messing with that. They're not under my care. Mm -hmm. I go into reception, right? I give them the packs. I come back. The shoe's still there. Mm -hmm. I feel a bit guilty. They say, please, mister, can you throw the shoe over the fence? Now then, uh, as you know, I've been uh, dieting and I've, uh, you know, lacked a bit recently. I've put on a bit of of weight. You've dipped again. But I think I've dipped again. I thought I'd lost more weight. You have. But apparently not. The children, between the children and the shoe was maybe a two metre high fence. But between me and the shoe was maybe a one metre high fence. Like a wire fence. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have to lean over to grab the shoe, mm-hmm. right? And I have to really lean over. As I lean over, the fence buckles <laughs> and bends inwards. Right? Mm-hmm. I pick up the shoe, chuck it over. So now the fence is perfectly straight. 
except for a Lucas-shaped dent in which it goes diagonally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than straight up. Right? <laughs> Did the kids say anything? They're just like, oh, bloody hell, what's going on? Like, looking a bit funny at me. Luckily, I managed to pull it back into a normal shape and reshape the fence. But it was very embarrassing. Oh, my God. I don't think... I think that says more about the fence than it does about you. But you didn't see the fence. This wasn't like a, a feeble wire fence. This was, like, quite sturdy. So you put all your weight on this fence? <laughs> yeah, to get the shoe on the other side. Mm. <sighs> embarrassing. So that was the funny one. Was it? <laughs> Let's hear your tragic one. So, I'm out and about, yeah? Oh, yeah. Went for a walk with a friend. Oh, yeah. And was sat. Care to tell the name of the friend? No. Um, and we're sat um, in a uh, park in Chorlton, yeah? Yes. Sat in a park in Chorlton. Mm. Um, and uh, I might as well tell you. Uh, it's a friend of the show. Never listened to the show. It's Hannah Platt. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Hannah Platt, look um, uh, But so we'll give you a bit more context. Yeah. So we're sat, yeah, having like a, a catch-up mm. on a bit of grass... Like in a park, a lot of people around, yeah? Mm. This guy cycles up. Yeah. On the grass. Yeah. Grey hoodie, pulled up, boiling hot day. We're talking yeah. Saturday. It's 30 degrees out. Yeah, it is, yeah. Cycles up to me, and he goes, he mumbles it. He goes, do you want any weed? And I go, what? Yeah. Didn't hear what he said, because no one ever asked me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, do you smoke weed? Yeah. And I go, oh, no, sorry. He begins to cycle off. I'm waiting for him to go, because want to talk about it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in a tiny amount, like, it wasn't that weird. Before I can do anything, he shouts at the back of my head, Don't laugh at me! Right. And I'm like, how unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cycles around him further, and he looks me in my face, and he goes, Don't laugh at me! Yeah. And I go, I didn't laugh at you. Yeah. Because I didn't laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm waiting for him to go now. He cycles off a bit more. And he gets off his bike and throws it to the floor. And he goes, have some principles, man. Have some principles. Don't laugh at me. Uh. And I'm like, just saying nothing because I just want him to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking for a fight. I'm not going to give him one. Yeah. Cycles off a bit more. And he stops again. He goes, who do you think you are? You and that ginger girl. Like that. Right. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Park is full of people. Yeah. Everyone's just keeping stum. <laughs> I'm looking a bit funny at it. And then he goes, I run this block. I run... Really posh area, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I run this block. He goes, I'll put you six feet under. He goes, I'll rob you and kill you. I'm not even joking, all this to me. Yeah. I'm just looking at him. And then eventually he just like cycles away. That is insane. <laughs> My favourite part of that was... Have some principles, said the drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> but my God. Uh, what? You must do, well, it's supposed to make you paranoid, isn't it, marijuana? I, yeah, exactly. That's what Hannah said. She was like, well, he's clearly smoking marijuana if he's that paranoid. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I think it was, nearby on this hot day was a man brushing leaves. And it was going, and it, the noise it was making was like this. Like, imagine breeze yeah, on yeah, yeah. cement. It's like, whoosh, whoosh. And I think he thought that noise was me going, <coughs> like, all oh, right, <coughs> sniggering at him. Yeah. Oh, one man brushing leaves, one man pushing leaves, and one man saying no, thank you. Upstanding member of society, Tom Lawrenson. So you're gonna get another rhyme out then? I was waiting for it. 
Leaves, leaves. Sheaves. Peeves. Less about leaves, more about peeves. Whispering into a little boy's ear while he sleeps. (laughs) We will get to that shortly, that insane act. Please, will you give us a rundown? Chapter 9, Grim Defeat. (laughs) Everyone into the Great Hall. We're going to lock you in. The prefects will lock after you. We are going to look for Sirius Black. So all the teachers go off. They can't find Sirius Black. He wasn't expected to linger very long. Mm. They've got Sir Cadogan on the portrait instead of the fat lady who's hiding away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Harry is more occupied with the Quidditch match than Sirius Black. He's a bit worried. And also, they've changed up the schedule because Malfoy is saying his arm's broke. They're playing Hufflepuff now. We've got a completely different set of skills. Mm. Anyway, Oliver Wood's telling him about stuff and it makes him late for Dada. Mm. Defence Against the Dark Arts. Lupin... That's the acronym, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Lupin is not teaching. It's Professor Snape who deducts house points. And during this scene... You might know how I feel about this. The whole class is completely out of order and horrendously rude to Professor Snape. And rightly so, he gives Ron a detention. Next minute, they're at the Quidditch match and Harry's going around. The weather is horrendous. He can't see. Hermione does a spell so he can see. Is that cheating? We'll discuss that later. And he flies up to try and catch the snitch, but he sees the grim in the sky. It's the clouds. And next thing, the Dementors are flying around. There's a hundred of them. And he blacks out. He wakes up and he's in the hospital wing. And not only have Gryffindor lost, but his broom's gone into the Whomping Willow and smashed into a 12 pieces. And that was Grim Defeat. Donde está Señor Black en serio? No sé, <laughs> Señor Dumbledore. <laughs> what a chapter! What a chapter! Chapter. Sleepover in the Great Hall. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Slumber party. What immense power Dumbledore has that he can just wave a hand and make enough sleeping bags appear for all the students of Hogwarts. What is that enchantment? Oh, and the other way. Dumbledore, the most powerful wizard mm. in the world, can't get us some beds. <laughs> Bunk beds, please, Dumbledore. Do I really have to be sleeping in a sleeping bag? <laughs> Bunk beds, please, Dumbledore. Please, Dumbledore. No, <laughs> on the floor. I'm afraid you're going to have to top and tail in the same <laughs> bag. What? Why am I getting the end that's closed? I'm suffocating here. Oh, it's hot. Oh, it's in my mouth. It's in my mouth. Smelly foots in the mouth. Mm. And that's why this chapter is called Grim Defeat. <laughs> that was very funny. Well done. Um, per- <laughs> <laughs> Percy takes over. He goes, right, oh. everyone, lights off in ten minutes. Sorry, 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 sorry. I've just, right, you've just put me in the Great Hall. Right? Yeah. And you've said lights off in ten minutes. Yeah. Right? There's... Hundreds of us. We've got to find a spot to sleep. I need to brush my teeth. I have not had a shit. <laughs> I'm still in my robes. Get in that sleeping bag. I'm boiling. <laughs> You're cooking me, Percy. You're cooking me. 
Because it's not even that late. I mean, they've, they've only just come back from the Halloween feast, so everyone's still awake. Full. Needing the toilet. <laughs> oh! That's the thing, isn't it? There's no toilets in the Great Hall. No. And they're staying there all night. Sir, I need the toilet. Serious blacks out there, you'll have to piss yourself. Go in the goblet of fire. <laughs> Did you put that shit in the goblet of fire? <laughs> I had to, there was nowhere to go! <laughs> Hagrid was drinking deeply from a goblet, and then he was sick. <laughs> this coffee tastes like shit. He's done them all. <laughs> He's got them all. He's got them all. And I tell you what, we are 11 minutes in, and it's gone to smut. It's got to be a record. That, that's got to be the record for, for an Austin Powers quote this early on. <laughs> yeah. An implication that... Hagrid is a creep. <laughs> yep. It's all there, it's all there. Mm. Sirius Black is loose in the castle. Mm. How did he get in? Mm. How did he get in? I don't remember. Um, yeah. Well, I was trying to think about that. My theory is, is because soon Harry will uh, own the Marauder's Map. which on... Oh, I remember how. Is it through Honeydukes? Sh- surely through the Sheeking Track. The street, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and then up to, yeah, that makes sense. There's that passage under the Whomping Willow, isn't there? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, we're daft, aren't we? Yeah. Some of these, like, I, the thing I remember, some things only click with me and then you think, that's obvious. Mm. Like, for me, I never even thought <sighs> about why he attacked the fat lady and the fact that he wanted to get into the Gryffindor common room. Mm-hmm. I always thought, oh, he just attacked, just attacked the painting. To cause chaos, to cause fear. <laughs> Did you? And it was only in reading this chapter, oh, yeah, he's trying to get to Harry in the Gryffindor common room. <laughs> Terrible way of going about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I must see him in his chambers. Um, yeah. There was a saying uh, that... The, the students were saying that Sirius Black has lost track of time yeah. because he's been out and about so long he didn't realise what day it is. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it on Halloween. Yeah. Was this Halloween? This was Halloween evening, This is the Halloween chapter. It is, yeah. Well, they had the feast last chapter, didn't they? Mm. And now it's technically Halloween going into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, All Hallows Day. But he's lost track of time. And I wanted to ask you, have you ever lost track of time? When I was at uni, I was very, very poorly. Like Mm. a flu type thing. Really ill, right? And I went to bed at 7pm that night, right? It was in the winter... (laughs) I wake up and it's still dark. I think, oh, it's night time. <laughs> Turns out it's 5pm the next day. <laughs> and I'd slept for about 20 hours. Because <laughs> I was that knocked out from being ill. And I was like... Because oh. I really died. I know. Bloody hell. This is 20 hour kip. In my head I thought, oh, it must be midnight or something. Because I went to bed early. Could be 5pm the next day, I'd missed a day. <laughs> That's great, I love it. Crazy time. How would Sirius Black get in? For me, trick Hagrid down the pub. <laughs> He's a fool, he'll tell you anything. I bet there's not... Yeah, it's going to the pub... Oh, what's your name? Oh, Hagrid. Oh, that's a big coat. Oh, you're telling me. I bet you couldn't fit me behind that coat with you in it. I bet I could. <laughs> Not all the way back to Hogwarts, though, could you? In now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him, I've got him. <laughs> See me? Oh, it stinks back here. 
I'm sharing this pocket with a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> you could easily dupe Hagrid, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah, just people are idiots, aren't they? Just what... be a bit disguised. Pretend to be a dog and Hagrid yeah. will sneak you in. 100%. <laughs> I, uh, Hagrid, uh, I've got a dog, will he adopt it? No, Sirius can be the dog. That's what I mean, he goes to a yeah, bathroom, yeah. comes back as oh, the dog. Right. Hagrid takes him home. <laughs> Fang, I've got you a friend. <laughs> got you a boy. Uh, I've got another boy for you. Fang, how would you sneak yourself into Hogwarts? For me, bake myself into a cake. Send myself in that way. Oh, yeah. I was thinking something like that, like a Trojan horse mm. type thing. Maybe like hide in a kid's suitcase. Because... In a trunk. Yeah. They're not checking the trunks. Oh, no. You shove them up to the bedroom, and before you have chance to open them up, you have to be in the hall for the sorting ceremony. Yeah, exactly. Within two minutes. So, easy. Yeah. At um, wherever station it is in London... Yeah. When some kids got the back turned, yeah. open up their chest, get rid of all their shit, get yeah. in, close yeah. it. Or even, you know, transfigure yourself into a penny or something. Penny? Small object. Can you go that small? Well, I don't know. Well, somebody here claims that he can turn into a shrub. Mm. I can't remember who that was. Mm. Parvati or someone says, hey, Hannah Rabbit, she says he could turn himself. Into a flowering shrub. What I absolutely loved was... Um, so, Dumbledore comes back into the hall, yeah? Yeah. And um, this goes to Percy, yeah? Yeah. I didn't find him. Mm-hmm. But he goes, and like... He says, um, the, the the common room is safe. And he goes, no point moving them now. I think there is a point. Yeah. The fact that they're lay on cold paving slabs... <laughs> Hey, it's only 3am. They've only got another six hours of sleep. <laughs> they don't need to sleep in a bed. <laughs> I would appreciate being woken up at 3am yeah. if it means I can go into my four-poster bed. <laughs> You'd, yeah. We didn't want to wake you, lads. We didn't want to wake you. I'm like suffocating on his foot sweat here. I've had that before, you know. What? Not being woken against my good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in Spain, uh, on some holiday or some crap, um, we got taken out for lunch by some family friend, yeah. her children, and my siblings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way to lunch, I fell asleep in the car. Yeah. And they all got out, and instead of instead of getting me out for lunch, yeah, they let me sleep. Right. Yeah. And then they all got, they got back in the car, and that's when I woke up. And I was like, oh, we're not going for lunch. And he went, we've just had lunch. We didn't want to wake you. <laughs> I'm a little boy who had a full night's sleep last night. Yeah. Who's now hungry. Yeah. What are we doing? Did they then feed you? No, I just got driven back to my parents' house. The buggers. I once fell asleep in a car. I was doing a... T- I don't know if I told you this story. I did a tour where there were two shows, but I was only in one. Mm. But it was in the same tour, right? One was... Uh, what was the same year? One was David Copperfield, which I was in, and one was Othello, which I wasn't in. Mm. So one day, they're doing a show. It was outdoor theatre, right? I'm in the car. I'm tired. I have a sleep, right? They're doing the show when I go to sleep. When I wake up, thunder and lightning... <laughs> One of the worst storms I've ever seen. The stage is empty. The audience have gone. 
The stage is still set up. We build the stage every night, so it's our stage. The stage is still up. The un- There's nobody around. <laughs> Thinking what the bloody hell's happened. Turns out they'd all gone inside to the manor house and were performing the show in the library. And they'd left me, a 12-year-old boy, asleep in the car in the storm. People thinking, what? Why do people think, I'm not an old woman who needs rest at any point. Yeah. I'm a little boy who is fully rested. Yeah. Who needs to be taken care, oh look, he's he's fallen asleep by the river. Let's leave him. (laughs) (laughs) He'll make his way home. Yeah, he'll be alright, his home's near the end of the currents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, oh look, he's, he's face down in the mud. Bless him. Leave him. warm. <laughs> <laughs> They've replaced the fat lady with the only person who's volunteered to do it, yeah. Sir Cadogan. Yeah. He's back! Our favourite character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all... Do you know what? The attitude of these students in this chapter sickens me. Look, that lady was nearly murdered by a dog. This is the only man that is... An been... image was... Well, that's the thing. Would it kill her? What's the deal with that? Because it implies that there's genuine danger. If they destroy the painting, would they... Dis- that's true. And they go, killed? oh, don't worry, Filch is going to repair it. Like, How? Maybe, <laughs> maybe another a magic spray or something. Well, Filch has got a master's degree in <laughs> fine arts. He's going to repaint the broken bits. Be like that Mr Bean painting <laughs> of Whistler's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Just Filch trying to recreate the fat lady. <laughs> what the hell? You give me an awful nose. Um, yeah, so I, for one, am not surprised they did not find Sirius Black. So Dumbledore was like, we've searched every corner of the castle. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> you, like, yeah. you're rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's got in. Like, one, you don't know how he got in. Yeah. So you've not checked how we got in. You don't. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be in that area still. Also, there's so many mysteries of this castle. You didn't know that there was yeah. a chamber of secrets in it. I thought it was a rumor. There must only be maximum about fifteen staff, and this castle is enormous. Are you telling me you can't hide and move from one place <laughs> to the other? Yeah, exactly. I bet they've not checked the toilets, have they? <laughs> have you checked the toilets? Oh, we were going to, but Myrtle's in there. She's very depressing. Well, we were going to check the toilets, but but I'm a man, and it's a girl's toilet. <laughs> he could be in there, he could be in there. Did you check Neville's room? Why? <laughs> You're not telling me they're going to have checked every common room, every toilet, every yeah. classroom. Oh, have you checked the owlery? Yes, we've checked the owlery. Did you check the library? don't think they have. Did you check on top of one of the bookcases in the library? Because a man could be lay up there. Yeah. That's where I'd be. Check the room of requirement. You check the roof. How about on the roof? Give Neville Nembrol a squeeze. <laughs> um, yeah. Harry is rude. Rude, rude, rude. And I think this is the worst he's been in this chapter. One such occasion... Uh, McGonagall calls him into his office, into her office, to tell him that Sirius Black is trying to murder Harry and is after Harry. And Harry, it goes, I know he's after me, Harry said wearily. Oh, 
I've already been told this, McGonagall. Harry, McGonagall doesn't know you know this. Do you want to stop asking like you're being told this every five minutes? Oh, somebody's after you. A murderer is after you. It's been three months since he was told. Yeah. It's not as if everyone's saying it's from all the time. Yeah. This is the second time you've had a conversation about somebody wanting you dead. Oh, I know. <laughs> I already know. I've noticed, I don't think Harry has had much dialogue that we've read in, the, in this book. No. Because when he does say things, I was, like, surprised. Mm. And when he does say things, they seem very, like, aggressive and nasty. I think he's having a bit of a crisis of confidence and it's coming out in horrible ways. He doesn't know if he's up to the Dementors. He has another episode in this chapter where he faints at the sight of them or falls off his broom or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, maybe that's why he's got the ump all the time. And, you know, he's getting to that puberty stage. Hormones, <laughs> mood swings, grumpy teenager. Is he tired? Oh, he's tired. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. He's tired. He's tired. Remember that? But looking back, I was tired. (laughs) And if you honestly, you forget how much tiredness and hunger will affect your mood. Yeah. I'm tired. Oh, can't be doing with anything if I'm tired. Or if I'm hungry. I didn't get enough sleep the day, right? Maybe a week ago. Last week, I was... I didn't get enough sleep. Did not enough, enough, maybe five hours or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come home from work and I'm just in my bedroom, just, just angry. Yeah. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, I ask myself, why are you angry? Yeah. And I was like, tired. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I was tired. But they can ask, they can say it in a less condescending way. Yes. Oh, don't ever make that noise to me. No. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. With long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I button I only button three buttons of my shirt. You do. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm a pirate. Right now I can peer down into your navel. What do you say? The future. God, not yours hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> now McGonagall mm. says, mm. Harry, look, it's a bit too dangerous. So you can't play Quidditch. And Harry goes, I've got to play Quidditch, Professor. It's my favourite game I like to play. <laughs> I know. Well, there is, a, there is a murderer on school grounds, Harry, and it'd be very, you know, opportune place for him to nab you. But it's my favourite. I love playing it. Are you willing to risk your life just to catch a golden snitch? Yes. Don't you remember first year when I swallowed it? Do you remember the first year when I stood on the broom and <laughs> surfed my way into it? <laughs> and then she goes, all right, Potter. All right, Potter. Madam Hooch will supervise all your training sessions. Oh, great. De- delegating a job for Madam Hooch. Have you discussed that with her? She's now have to give up three nights a week. Have you ever been, de- have you been delegated a job or a role by someone on the same level as you? Sometimes they do it with the confidence, like the your yeah. manager. And oh, you yeah. Have, and you have to be like, hang on a minute. Yeah. Piss off. <laughs> I've sometimes had things from, like, different departments. And I think... Oh, well, it's the one where uh, sometimes you get a call. Hiya, Lucas, will you just uh, phone so-and-so and ask this? I think, if you'd have pressed their number instead of mine, <laughs> you'd be done by now. <laughs> You get rung to ring somebody else. <laughs> Why have you done that? Oh, Lucas. 
you mind doing my job for me, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind ringing and asking for this? I said, well, here's the number. Ring yourself. Mm. Yeah. You just think you've wasted time there because you've you've spent the time ringing me to ask me to do it. Mm. But yeah, I'd be annoyed if I was Madame Hooch. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday nights are my night. I had a date on Thursday. Well, cancel it. Because every Monday, Thursday, Saturday, you're going to be stood outside watching Quidditch. <laughs> oh, don't want to do that. You have to. Because Harry likes the game. And he's our only hope. Get another player. Why don't you let anyone else on the team? Yeah. There's been no changes to the team in like three years now. I was going to think say that, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the same with Malfoy. Oh, Malfoy says his arm's bad so we can't play. Send another sub. Get another seeker. Yeah. There must be people dying to play Quidditch. <laughs> and they're like, there's nothing opening up, Mum. And then wait till next year. Yeah. So is it next year that we get up three Weasleys on the team? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, DL. Favouritism. Yeah, because Oliver Wood leaves next year, doesn't he? Up comes Ron. Yeah. Up comes Ron. And then Ginny's on it by the end. <laughs> right, it's the Weasley team. <laughs> Harry's the adopted You'd, you'd hate that. If you were that... If you, were, uh, if you went to Hogwarts and a whole family of children made up the house team, mm-hmm. you'd be like, this is shit. This is nepotism. Mm-hmm. 100%. You'd, you'd be furious. I won't go watch. Because you're really telling me that Ron is better than anybody else in the Gryffindor team. At what, what does he do? Keeper, doesn't he? Mm. Well, somebody else must be good. In the yeah. whole years one to seven. Yeah. Oh. This is a quaffle. <laughs> they go, uh, defence against the dark arts. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. I've go got on, I want to talk about. Go on, then. Wood is back to being his tyrannical self. He was a bit better last chapter, a bit more positive. Right. But now he's back to being like, come on, we've got to do this. You can't believe Hufflepuff. It doesn't matter who you're playing, just play your best. Mm. Right. Anyway, they mention that the new uh, seeker for Hufflepuff is Cedric Diggory. Oh. Somebody we've not heard of before in the books, but we know. But didn't we smile when we read it? Oh, it was lovely. It was a really pleasant surprise to I'm see I'm going to enjoy the next book and a half of you. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that I have to treasure these moments. Yeah. But the girls giggle, don't they? <laughs> That's the handsome one, isn't it? Yeah, the strong silent type. That's the word that jarred with me. Right, they say he's tall. Good looking. Ooh, he's strong. He's silent. Oh! Nothing gets me going more than somebody quiet. Oh, someone who could control themselves in a library. Oh, gets me going. Oh, got a thing about mimes. Why is silent sexy? I think that's coming from me and you, who on a date would be something similar to Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. <laughs> There's the showmanship. We're in this to make people laugh, Cedric. You can't be stood up there like some guy. Oh, what props did you bring? <laughs> Lucas has brought some fake dog poo. He thinks he's going to get the glurt girls laughing. He's going to put it in their pudding. <laughs> what could impress a girl more than your own joke dog poo? <laughs> fun. Yeah. 
They go to Defence Against the Dark Arts lesson. Though, something is amiss. Yes. Harry turns up late, and Lupin is not there. Mm. Sorry, Lupin, I'm late. Sit down. I can't do it. <laughs> Sit down, you unsuffered little know-it-all. That's Louis Armstrong. <laughs> hey, you unsufferable little know-it-all. <laughs> Shut the down, down blah, 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 blah. That's better. But that's more like them aliens in Toy Story. No. Gollum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's horrible. There will be no one. There will be no one waving. Um, there will be no wand waving or incredible silliness in this class. I don't know who that is, but it's familiar. Gonzo. Gonzo the Muppet. Did you think that was Gonzo? I knew it was somebody. I'm like the incredible that. Gonzo. Fantastic. For anybody interested, Tom is bringing his hour impressions show to Edinburgh <laughs> this August. If you want to catch him doing all those impressions, but stretched out over an hour, he runs in. Harry, yeah. Harry runs in. Yeah. Yeah. No Lupin. No. No Puedo Ver Lupin. No. I Snape. Mm. Yeah. And Snape's like, sit down. Yeah. Right? And then, this is quite a scene, as uh, you were saying earlier. Yes. None of them are giving an ounce of respect to Professor Snape. It makes me mad. Honestly, they are so incredibly rude... Even if Snape is unfair, they are absolutely ridiculous. Like, he goes, right, what are we going to do today? And Snape's like, Lupin hasn't given me any information about what you're doing, so I'm going to do werewolves with you. Fair enough. But we haven't done werewolves yet. Well, exactly. Why would we be doing something you've already done? It says in the book, he skims to the back of the book to find something they definitely hadn't done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> why, why would you do something? It's like going to math. Oh, but we haven't done expanding and factorising yet. You can't. Right. Snape has worked as a teacher for yeah. long enough to yeah. know you can't listen to whatever a child tells you. Oh, Lupin said we're just going to watch a film. Oh, we normally just... He lets us just go on our phones. I always sit here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? <sighs> Honestly, it really annoyed me that. You're going to learn about werewolves. Cool. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Can anyone tell me what the difference between a werewolf and a normal wolf is? We've not been told this. Who says that? Parvati or somebody? <laughs> Everybody's at it. Parvati, Ron, Dean Thomas, Hermione. And like Hermione's got a hand up. Yeah. Stretching, aching, moaning and groaning, trying yeah. to get picked to answer. Yeah. You don't pick her because, simply put, um, if no one else knows... There's no point her saying it. Yeah, yeah, They've got yeah. to start from scratch. Yes. They've got to start from scratch. Right. Yeah. And then eventually she just gives in to her arm holding and just blurts it all out. Yeah. No one asked you. Can anyone tell me? Yeah. Yes, they can. One person can. Right now I know one person knows. Yeah. He didn't say, spell it out to me. <laughs> no. And then he calls her, which you might say is unprofessional, he calls her an insufferable little know-it-all. Right. Then mm. he goes on to say... Well, you could tell how much they didn't like Snape. Because everybody in the class had called her a know-it-all at least once before. Excuse me. Everybody in the class has called her that name. Neville. 
I'm sorry do I feel for Hermione. Goyle saying that. Yeah. Crap. Does Goyle know the word insufferable? <laughs> you're an insufferable little know-it-all, you. And you're a knob. And Crab's saying it. Well, why are you saying it? He's saying it because he said it. <laughs> Everyone's saying it. <laughs> All at the same time, chanting it at her. That's where Snape got it from, yeah, for the kids. <laughs> I couldn't, but it's like the weird attitude of, oh, we can say it, we're a mates, but not you. But it did make me laugh quite a bit in this chapter, Snape, mm. just by how cool he remains. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, giving him, he's taking points away, left, right and centre. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he asked them what they were doing, mm-hmm. and someone says how much fun they were having doing one subject. And yeah, he says, yeah, yeah. You are easily satisfied. <laughs> Isn't that great? Slagging him off. It's brilliant. And he slags off Lupin, Snape's though. Lupin is not telling you much. And then uh, Dean Thomas goes, He Lupin is the best defence against the dark arts teacher we've ever had. I thought, that shows loyalty. And much like Forks and Dumbledore, I was half expecting <laughs> Lupin's pet guinea pig to turn up. <laughs> you were loyal! <laughs> Just a bit slap Snape. And then Snape sits in his chair and starts going over work that has already been marked. Oh, love it. Mwah. Excellent. Why not? Eight out of ten. I'd have given this a three. Brilliant. <laughs> he says the kappa, he said that's wrong. Kappa is most commonly found in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. I grabbed my edition of Fantastic Beasts, flicked to kappa. Doesn't say anything about Mongolia. Doesn't it? Uh-oh. What does it say? I've got it here, actually. Cappers. Mm. It says it's Japanese. But then Mongolia is near Japan, isn't it? Or am I being an idiot? But it doesn't say Mongolia. It's a different country. Yeah. But maybe, you know... Research has come on since this book to the 1990s. Bullshit. They leave the lesson. Yeah. Ron is. Ron gets detention for sticking up for Hermione. Yes. He shouts out, you asked her the question and she answered it. You, whatever. Yeah. And then he says detention, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron comes out afterwards and he goes, do you know what that... And the word is missing. Mm. It's a word that makes... Hermione, tell Ron off. Yes. What did he say? Sallow face. Gherkin. Hooky nose. Lemon lips. Potion head. Um, Whoopy luppy. Emo scientist. Butt spreader. (laughs) Defence against the dark arts failure. Nonce. That was it. He was called a nonce. And he's revealed his detention is he is to clean all the bedpans in the hospital wing. Ooh, quick question. Why are there any bedpans in use at this hospital wing? (laughs) At this children's school? Surely, it should be like emergencies only. And like, surely it'd be max one bedpan. How many students are having to piss in a bucket in hospital? There's only about 200 kids at this school. How many of them are so incapacitated that they can't walk to the loo? Well, last year, Hermione had like three stints in hospital, didn't she? Was it two? Yeah. Harry's there every year. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I reckon uh, Madame Pomfrey just uses one because she can't be bothered. <laughs> well, they're here, aren't they? Saves me a trip. What are they here for if I'm not meant to use them? <laughs> Look, it's my hospital wing. I can do what I want. <laughs> Ron, after he finds out his punishment, goes on to wish the death of Snape. So in exchange for having to like clean some bedpans, yeah, yeah. he says... I wish Sirius Black had hid in Snape's office. Then he could have finished Snape off and done us all a favour. They're back! The Death Wishes are back! We've not had any of this book! <laughs> we thought he was redeeming himself, but no, he's back wishing the murder of a teacher. Me want him dead. And that's bad. But then, yeah. Harry is woken up at 4.30am... <laughs> By Peeves blowing into his ear. I'm afraid I used the word nonce too early. <laughs> I should have saved it. I think there should be a rule about poltergeists not being allowed into children's bedrooms. A hundred percent. If Peeves can respect the no in the classroom rule, which he respects, you should respect the no going into children's beds at night rule. Uh, oh, there's no control on him as a poltergeist. No. Lupin can control him. Yeah. With that spell that he did the other day. Yeah. And also, Poltergeist... I don't think he can go through walls, can he, Peeves? I think he can. Oh, can he? I thought he couldn't go through physical things. But wait... Honestly, that is the act of a madman. If you woke up to somebody blowing in your ear, that would be traumatic. I think I'd consider getting the train home. Yes. I'd be like, I'm not coming back to this school until that Poltergeist has left. Harry packs up his trunk... Gets on the train. Says goodbye to the circus. Asks Uncle Vernon to pick him up. Yeah. They have a go at him. Don't want to talk about it. They're more than happy. Yeah. He asks them to enrol them into some high school. Yeah. He goes. And he just says nothing. Mm. Gets a job. Moves out. Yeah. And that's all over the next four books. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I all because of, yeah. some bloke was blowing in his ear. <sighs> Horrible. I did some. Uh, I was reading up on Peeves, right? Because uh, I thought he's a nuisance. And apparently, about two hundred years previously, a caretaker wanted rid of him. Mm. I was like, I want to get Peeves out of this. So what he did was he devised a classic cartoon trap, right? Where he put on the floor loads of, like, weapons and crazy things to entice peeves. Because you'll think, oh, I could cause some mischief with them. And then dropped a cage from a height on top of him. But it backfired dramatically. Because not only did peeves escape from the cage, but he now had an arsenal of weaponry with him. And the whole school had to be evacuated because he was setting cannons off and throwing things around and all this kind of stuff. And it took three days and uh, the headmaster had to give Peeves extra privileges for him to let them back into the castle. It's pathetic. Move, move, move castle. Yeah. And also just join together and kill him. (laughs) Just kill him. (laughs) Kill him. Trap him. Get him looking at that basilisk. How did he not find the Chamber of Secrets? Yeah, I wondered that. Because all you'd have to do is accidentally fly through the sink and you'd be there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Harry decides to get up, doesn't he? After Peeves has woken him up. 
I hate that. Not being able to go back to sleep when you wake up. I do it sometimes. I like, I'm just a bit too excited to be awake. Yeah. And I want to do things, even though I'm tired. And what I have to do is force myself to stay in bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just start counting from 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. We get Harry rude again. Sir Cadogan has bravely taken over the Gryffindor common room, right? And he's a bit mad, isn't he? But you know what he's like? Harry opens the door and he goes, Oh, you scurvy name, blah, blah, blah. And Harry goes, Oh, shut up. And then goes to the Great Hall for breakfast. Rude, 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 rude. Grabbing a cat by its tail. Oh, yeah. Where do you think you're going? Mate, that's a cat's tail. Yeah. Up until this chapter, I had a lot of pathos for Harry, a lot of sympathy. He's going crazy. Yeah. So they've got the Quidditch match. Yeah. Against Hufflepuff. Pouring it down. Yeah. Thunder. Call me... Call me daft. Mm. But I reckon... Wet play. Yeah. Everyone inside. Yeah. No Quidditch. No. no. Too dangerous. No. We can't wait for tomorrow. We'll do a jigsaw. Yeah. We'll do anything. We'll get the Lego out. We'll get the... Open up the wet play cupboard and let you guys go wild. 100%. And, you know, there's no spell in the world that could help the weather. No spell in the world. Is there? Yes. What is it? There are weather-changing spells, I know that for certain. And also they enchant the roof, don't they, of the uh, the Great Hall to, to have weather. They can 100% create weather or create some kind of dome that would stop the rain falling down, like a force field or something. Mm. You know, I just think they're not really seeing it through because it is very dangerous, thunder and lightning and wind and rain. Yeah. They go out, they start playing. Yeah. Harry can't see anything. Mm. Bumping into people. <laughs> he doesn't know if it's like, you know, his teammates or the opposing... It must be nice playing Hufflepuff for a change. Yeah. Like, soft and gentle. Yeah. Uh, rather than, like, playing Slytherin, you're probably like the Italians, grabbing people's T-shirts and stuff. and they play yeah. by the rules, don't they? You know where you are with the full buff. And then the c- half time is called. Or yeah. Timeout's called. Harry can't see anything. Hermione runs in. She knows he can't see anything because of his glasses. Yeah. She charms his glasses. Yes. So now they repel water. Yeah. And it says, Wood looked as though he could have kissed Hermione. Please don't. It got me thinking. <laughs> what did that look like? Yeah. If he's anything like me, Wood. Doing two thumbs up. Yeah. When I'm about to be kissed, two thumbs up. Yeah. Bouncing up and up and down. <laughs> big grin on my face. <sighs> if if Hermione saw that, oh, I'd run off. My goodness. Yeah, they have this half time. They're like, hey, we're fifty points up. But as you know, Harry, the scoring system is irrelevant. We still need you to catch the snitch. Mm. It's. Th- it annoys me, the Quidditch rules, because the game is never going to end until the snitch is caught. Yeah. Which makes, like, the point scoring irrelevant. Because then, even if you're behind, if you're 150 points behind, you're never going to try and catch the snitch because you need to catch up first. Mm. Just doesn't make sense to me, that. Mm. And if Harry has fainted, they've got to stop the match, haven't they? Because the snitch is never going to be caught by mm. that member of the team. Mm. And Harry's flying around and he sees the Grim 
as we know, the symbol for death is a wolf. Right? And mm. He sees a wolf in the clouds mm. right? and he thinks, bloody hell, mm. it's the symbol for death. Thank God the people who were coming up with these omens didn't make the symbol for death a sheep. Otherwise, he'd see it in every bloody cloud. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, they're everywhere, it's in the clouds. That's just clouds, Harry. They look like sheep. Calm down. <laughs> he's nodded <laughs> and he smiled. You can't hear his approval, but I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. <sighs> Dementors appear. There's at least a hundred. I didn't realise there were this many. Because when they turned up, there's only like two at the gates and then two at the front of the castle. But there's a hundred apparently now. Do you think this is because Black's been... Sighted in the castle. Can, I, can Azkaban spare that many? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because how many prisons are in Azkaban and now suddenly they haven't got a hundred of their staff? Yeah. Oof, they must be running riot, playing all the board games they like, having the TV on past ten. Oh, it'll be fun, wouldn't it? Causing chaos in the prison. <laughs> and then Harry... With the Dementors, his more before it was a scream, and now he hears the words of his mother. I think you'd guess now reading it. Mm-hmm. Not Harry, take me instead. It's weird, isn't it? It's so bonk bonk on your head. This is what's happening. It's like not subtle at all, as if that would happen in a real. Not not Harry, take me, take me. It's a children's book. Let him off. No, and then Voldemort's like, get out of the way, stupid girl. <laughs> Just levitate her up and then kill him or stupid. whatever. I'm fifty. Call <laughs> <laughs> me a girl. I've got a kid here. Probably grown adults. So Harry wakes up in the hospital wing, right, and uh, he's annoyed that he's lost. Blah blah blah. But what surprised me was when they were talking about, hey, we can still get back into it if we beat this and this and what have you. They only play three matches a year, Gryffindor. Mm. You play each team once. So in the whole league, there is only six matches that take place. Really? Yeah. Because each team plays each other once. So Gryffindor plays the three teams, then Slytherin plays the other two teams, and then Hufflepuff... Play Ravenclaw for six matches. And that's the Quidditch season. Mm. I always have this image of there being like every, a game a week. I don't know that math works out. Yeah, it does. I know, but I was thinking they'd at least play each other twice. Because then you're only getting six matches a year, which is like two a term. Which seems like nothing, really. It's nice knowing what a good sportsman Wood is when he found out that ho- uh, Harry descended to the floor and died. He was like, no, let's call the match off. But he'd already cut, caught the snitch. And Wood said, no, it's fair. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he, it means so much to Wood and yet he seems to accept fair play, mm. which is nice. Diggory, I think I meant, I meant Diggory. Oh, Diggory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diggory, what a sportsman he is. Well, yeah, and we'll learn that he's a good egg. Uh, you know, but yeah, to be fair, they do say even Wood said it was fair enough, fair and square. But then they say he's still in the shower. We think he's trying to drown himself. Get in there. <laughs> Why are you here? Well, that was funny. So Harry falls to the floor. Yeah. Knocks himself out and he wakes up in a hospital bed with all of the Quidditch team and his friends around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened? Blah, 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 blah. Oh. 
Ron, couldn't clean this out, could you? <laughs> I would love that. Ron, when, do you, when, do you, when are your duties starting? Could you do this one for me? Anyone else while we're here? Ron! <laughs> Somebody passed me that bedpan. Mm. Oh, but Potter, you can walk! It's alright, Mrs. Pomfrey. I'd like to use the bedpan, eh, Ronald? Naughty boy. And the worst thing ever's happened. His broom's been smashed up by the Whomping Willow. Mm. Oh, he should have bought that fireball after all. Mm. Oh, terrible. McGonagall, do you mind uh, spending your Christmas bonus again on a new broom? Right. How many, how many, how many 13-year-old boys de- descending from the sky towards the earth are you going to give this chapter out of five? I like this chapter. We, uh, we're getting a bit about looping out. He's ill. What's up with him? You know, last chapter he was poisoned by Voldemort. Now he's ill. Uh, not Voldemort, not poisoned by Voldemort. He was given a potion by Snape. And now he's poorly. What's that all about? Is there a connection? Ooh. Another thing we didn't even mention is that Snape implies to Dumbledore that he warned him about Lupin. Uh-huh. And implies that Lupin might have helped Black into the castle. Mm. And Lupin's disappeared. So that is also mysterious. I feel like that's bubbling over. But the attitude of those children in that Defence Against the Dark Arts class frankly, made me furious. Uh-huh. I couldn't believe it. That's knocked two points off it for me. I'm going to give it three 13-year-old boys fall into the earth. Mm. For me, this chapter was full of attitude. Mm. Everyone's got stank. Mm. No one was looking after each other. No one was being nice. The only person being nice in this chapter was Cedric Diggory. Yeah. And he only did nice once he got what he wanted. Yeah. He only did nice once he got what he wanted. Uh. <laughs> everyone's being silly. Dumbledore was... Everyone's been snide, you know? Yeah. Waking people up while they're sleeping. Mm. Pulling a cat's tail. Dumbledore making them sleep on cold paving slabs. Let them go to bed. Yeah. For that reason, I'm going to give this chapter a single boy descending yeah. towards the earth. And I don't blame you. I do not blame you. Right. Are you ready for this week's popular segment, Quiz? <gasps> quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Question one. What colour are the sleeping bags? Purple. Question two. Where was the fat lady hiding? On a map of... Um, oh, I know it, but not like the second bit of uh, Argyllshire. A map of Argyllshire. No, I don't think it's Argyllshire. Hey, I do. Isn't it Argyll Fire or something? No, Argyllshire. It's like a map. Fine. Question three. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> Question three. Yeah. What does Sir Cadogan call Harry? Oh, um. Come back to me on that one. Okay, question four. How many pieces did the Whomping Willow break Harry's broom into? Twelve. Okay, question five. And this is question five now. Yeah. I've definitely thought of beforehand. Okay. What is it? <laughs> it's right here. Do you want to know it? Yeah. What was Oliver Wood's speech? What was Oliver Wood's speech? Before the match. 
He couldn't do one. Correct, sir. Question, oh. question three. What does Sir Cadogan call Harry? Oh, and this is because... And this is for four in a row of winning the quiz. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, this is wrong, but I'm going to say scurvy wart. Mm-hmm. What is it? Listeners, he's not won the quiz. <gasps> he's disgraced himself. He calls Harry a mangy cur. Oh, it's time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week? Oh, hang on, Luke. Lucas. I wasn't recording. You're going to have to do that again. You're having a bloody laugh? Yeah, I am. Go on, what's in a beak this week? Hey, uh, you naughty bugger. <laughs> right, we've had a five-star review from Absolute Geezer. Their words, not ours. Mm-hmm. Now, this person said, first review I've ever written on anything, so count yourselves lucky chaps. I've listened to that many episodes of the podcast over the last few days. The voice in my head when I'm thinking sounds like Lucas. How rank is that? Uh, He says, I'm a miserable sod most of the time, and this podcast actually makes me laugh. So thanks for that. Cheers for being you, boys. You're brilliant. And finally, he's given us a little snog marry a void, where he would snog your neighbour, Tom. He would marry Wallace from Wallace and Gromit and he would avoid Mr Tumnus. Are you sure he wasn't asking that of us or these his options? I, th- I was assuming he was giving us his options. Oh. What would you do? So you've got your neighbour, Wallace, and Mr Tumnus, snog, marry, hang. I'd avo- <laughs> snog, marry, hang? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got to be hang Tumnus, on it? Yeah, yeah. I'll agree <laughs> with you on that one. <laughs> I don't think we can justify hanging your neighbour or beloved plasticine children's character Wallace. I don't think I can commit commit to uh, commit that to a podcast saying I would hang no. hang them. Uh, so hang Thomas, um, marry Wallace, and uh, and you know what, hang my neighbour as well. <laughs> I wonder where we were going with that. Well, thank you very much, absolute geezer. We've also had a lovely message uh, on Instagram from Alex. So thanks for getting in touch, Alex. And Alex says, I'm so obsessed. It's the funniest podcast I've ever listened to. I'm currently trapped at home with COVID. Get well soon, Alex. Mm. And it's been getting me through. They say, I've probably heard more potty vision than I have silence in the past week. Mm. And I've also just found out what Lucas looks like. But the whole time I was picturing him to look like Lupin. So, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment, that I look like someone who's uh, tired and ill all the time, but that does, does sound like me. So good. So good. All right, and now we've had a lovely email from Hayden Burrows. Ooh. Now, Hayden says, Hi, chaps, big fan of the podcast. Finally caught up to the latest episode after a week of straight listening. I need to get a life. Hey. Sounds like your life's good, Hayden. He says, my question to you is this. Is Georgie Porgy a sex offender, he asks. 
It says, listen to the rhyme. Georgie Borgie pudding and pie kiss the girls to make them cry. When the boys go out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. Well, I think we're to assume so that Georgie Porgy is a child, so I don't think you can label a child uh, kissing another child. Maybe you can. No. Well, this is what I was thinking, because I thought he had to be 18 to be on the actual register. But he would definitely be in need of some intervention, uh, mm. maybe some mentoring support and some conversations around uh, consent and appropriate friendships mm. and relationships. Mm. <laughs> so thank you very much for your lovely email, Hayden. And finally, I just want to... Uh, you know, reveal the results of a poll. Uh, we asked people, we found the Quidditch chapters very boring, don't we? But we put it to the public and they agree with us. They agree. Uh, 55% say that the chapters that have Quidditch in them are boring and 45% says they love them. Excellent. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what a crazy email. Mm. He says at the end... Um, it's been troubling me for weeks, so who better to ask about it than the creators of a Harry Potter podcast? I can't think of anyone better than you and I. <laughs> right, glad we got that done. This has been the Pottervision podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. What would make us love you more, maybe ask you to marry us, is if you supported us on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash pottervision. There are bonus episodes of the pod. There are key rings available, stickers available. Uh, our 2019 live show, signed posters. But most of all, you'll be supporting the us. Just go on there, patreon.com forward slash pottervision, and just have a snoop about. Yeah. Have a look what's available. Get Snoopy. There's different price tiers. Mm-hmm. You might be interested. Yeah. And we would love it if you could support us. That would be fantastic. We are also going on tour. If you would like Woo! to see us recreate Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone movie, then we're going to be everywhere. Glasgow, Edinburgh, Newcastle, Hull, Manchester, Liverpool, Chorley, Sheffield, Birmingham, Peterborough. Uh, Telford, London, oh Brighton And we're hoping for more as well We've got 13 dates booked in And we're very, very excited Go to pottervision.com And you can see all the dates there With the ticket links And get in touch with us guys We want to hear from you Facebook, Instagram, Twitter We're on Pottervision Or email us Pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com Next week It is episode 45 Chapter 10 of Prisoner of Azkaban, The Marauder's Map. You've been Tom Lawrenson. You are Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.